All right, so Farm Friday for the National League West. Uh, Rockies are the bottom. Giants, Padres are in the middle. Dodgers have a top 10 system and just signed Freddie Freeman and have like two or three former MVPs in their lineup. That makes sense. Yeah, baseball's doing great. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And those of you watching on YouTube, we appreciate you being here. Do us a favor and like and subscribe to the show. It really does help us out a ton. And when we're looking at the National League West, as far as farm systems go, we we got to start with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have uh, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Okay, these two teams have the best systems in this division, and um, right now, kind of in a different place. So the Diamondbacks, uh, I'd probably put them right around nine or ten, um, missing their top two prospects to the same injury, but they, they've got good talent at the top overall. But the Dodgers, absolutely deep system. They got a good balance uh, of pitchers. Position players, defenders. Oh, yeah, and they just signed uh, Freddie Freeman on Wednesday night to go along with Mookie Betts, who they already had, and Trey Turner, who they have this year, and then uh, Max Muncy, who got MVP votes last year, um, and Will Smith, the hotshot catcher. And, uh, oh, yeah, Justin Turner, he's pretty good. Um, um, you know, oh, yeah, Chris Taylor, AJ Pollock. Yeah, so it's wild to me that the Dodgers were able to graduate their best prospect, Gavin Lux, and he's a backup. I mean, top 100 player in the minor leagues before he came out, backup. But right now, five different position players, or five different prospects in the top 100, and one of these teams that is headlined by a catcher. So Diego Cartaya, 2018 IFA out of Venezuela, um, 114 at-bats last year, 298, 409, 614, 10 homers, no stolen bases because he's a catcher. They don't always do that. It's fine. So he had something where his his full season call-up last year got delayed a little bit. He had a he had a like a back issue, uh, like a muscular thing, not a not anything structural, but uh finally got to low A in late May and then just began absolutely crushing it. So 10 home runs. 31 games, got injured again, strained hamstring in July, and then re-injured his back in August, and they just shut him down for the year. So 20 years old, but offensively, um, very mature hitter. Has a great feel for the strike zone as far as like understanding which pitches uh, as they're thrown are hittable, which ones are not, which ones that if they're hittable, you can put a soft swing on versus a barrel on, that kind of thing. Can, can hit power to all fields. He... His his big home run shots very much are center field, left center to right center, but can hit the ball to all parts of the plate, all fields power. So offensively, looks like he's he's very good. Now he's he struggles at times with change up, and when you get something that's going down and away, but like what young player doesn't? He's twenty years old, and so the kind of guy that can handle premium velocity, can handle breaking balls for the most part, 
And I see him as projecting out to be an above average hitter with plus power. And then defensively, he's a good athlete. Didn't have any stolen bases last year because you're looking at hamstring and back issues and stuff, but still a good athlete. Uh, frames pretty well. Arm strength is phenomenal. Plus, plus arm. So has to do a little more work at framing. And I, if you listen to yesterday's show, I'm concerned about if they have an ABS system, how much work is he going to get on framing while he's in the minors this year? But something where I'm confident they'll make a point to, to, to put him in a place to do that. And then mentally, really, really kind of natural born, born leader, very poised. And, and the makeup on him is something that the Dodgers really like. So I feel good about Diego Cartea being their number one pitcher. I'm sorry, their number one position prospect in the system. They've also got a couple other infielders. They've got a third baseman, uh, Miguel Vargas. They've got a second baseman, Michael Bush. Vargas is a 2017 IFA out of Cuba, uh, son of a, of, a former big, of a former Cuban baseball legend. Michael Bush is a 2019 first-rounder out of University of North Carolina, uh, was one of the top hitters. He lost time in 2019, an injury, and then 2020, the pandemic. But both these guys, I mean, Bush especially, great hitter, absolute fantastic hitter. Uh, he started off at first base in college, is a second baseman in the pros now. He's going to be good enough. I don't necessarily know if he is. Um, he, he, he projects out defensively to very much be like a Max Muncy can play first, can play second, can play third, is not going to be um, a gold glover at second, but is going to do good enough um, things for you. He'll be at AAA this year, and honestly, unless you see more injuries, things like that, I don't really know if you have a chance for him to come up this year. And then Vargas is a guy, same thing. I mean, just very natural-born hitter, very good offensively. And then defensively, Little bit of a question about what he can do at third base. He's got kind of heavy feet and doesn't have great range. So, I mean, kind of like Justin Turner now. Um, I kind of see him, the comparison I see a lot for him is Yuli, Yuli Guriel. And we don't love doing comps on this show, but that's a common comp that we see for him. He's a guy that uh, could make his major league debut this year if there's some sort of need for him injuries. Obviously, you've got Gavin Lux as your first kind of guy up at the big league level, but I could absolutely see some sort of if Justin Turner misses significant time and or Max Muncy, you have a thing where you, you might have Vargas at third and Lux at second, something like that. So lots of options and just the luxury to have all of these great guys. Pitching wise, they've got some um, some pitchers. Right-hand pitcher Bobby Miller, 2020 first round pick out of Louisville. Uh, he was didn't become a full-time starter until 2020. And so that's something where he just needs more experience at that. He'll open up in double A. He's got the stuff to be a number two or number three. It's just a question of um, getting more experience. He just needs to do more. I mean, he's got a he's got a fastball that can hit 100. Um, that's a four-seam. He also has a two-seamer. You know, he's got a... Like, the four-seamer is going to be a plus-plus offering once he can just learn to differentiate it from the um, from the two-seamer as far as action and body of the pitch. He's got a uh, he's got a slider that's a plus pitch. He's got a change-up. He's got a curveball. I mean, control's average, but again, he just needs reps. He just needs an opportunity to do this against professional hitters. And then he's going to be able to step into that rotation right around the same time that you're looking at some of the big guys in L.A. now, a Walker Bueller, things like that, hitting free agency and having to figure out what you do there. 
Um, Ryan Pipo, the right-hander, is the, is the the fifth prospect in the top 100, 2019 third rounder out of Butler. And he's poised to make his debut. He can be a mid-rotation starter if he can just um, get his control under control. I got to figure out a better way to do that. But uh, but if not, his fastball and changeup, I mean, his changeup's an 80-grade pitch. His fastball is, is plus to maybe even plus plus. And so he's going to be a late reliever up to possibly a closer if he doesn't figure out that control issue and get his stuff under control. But if he does, he's going to be a number two, number three. And so you're you're kind of set up for the next wave of young pitchers to come up to LA if you need it, especially if you have trouble kind of resigning some of these guys. And then when you go from there, you kind of look at the Diamondback system again. Uh, top 10 system. And they're in a situation where right now they look weaker than they actually are. Corbin Carroll, the outfielder, Jordan Lawler, the shortstop, both are out with the same injury. Um, like a torn labrum and, you know, kind of odd that that happened. But outside of that, they've got outfielder Alex Thomas. They've got shortstop Geraldo Perdomo. They've got two pitchers, lefty Blake Walson and righty Ryan Nelson. Um, there to to provide offense Um, provide good pitching. They've got plenty of guys up there. Uh, Go back in this feed. We have a crossover with Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks where we kind of went into depth on a lot of these guys. We spent a lot more time there than I have here on an entire farm system in one show. Uh, So kind of go back, listen to the Locked on Diamondbacks episode. We talk all about that, um, about some of those guys, some of those high-level guys. But another system where good talent at the top uh, that's why they're in the top 10 because they've got six guys in the top 100. I do want to see them get more lower level depth. And that's something where last year's poor finish is going to kind of help them as far as getting guys and um, you know having options there. So go back and watch that. And in just a minute, I do kind of want to talk about uh, the Giants and Padres being in that middle tier, but how it's how they're 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 there for different reasons. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. So I don't know about you, but I have been trying to be healthier in 2022, and a little bit of it's vanity. I've got a vacation coming up this summer to Jamaica, uh, and so you know I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to to work out more, and Built Bars have been a great addition to my nutritional thing. So rather than munching on candy bars at work, chips, things like that, it's been Built Bars. All Built Bars, like 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, so they keep you full, and Covered in 1% real chocolate. So it gives me the same mental pleasure of a candy bar while being good for you, being a protein bar. Tons of flavors out there. Um, you know, they've got white chocolate cookies and cream. They've got um, some sort of shamrock thing for St. Patrick's Day, which was yesterday. They've got uh, mint brownie, coconut almond, cherry barcia, peanut butter brownie. So go to built.com, check out all of the new flavors coming out, uh, the limited time ones the recurring ones, and the permanent ones. While you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. So the Giants and the Padres are both in that middle segment of teams, you know, like right below the midpoint. I've got like I've got the Giants around 17 and the Padres around 20, and kind of different reasons. Uh, the Giants have a lot of talent in their lower levels. Which, if you think about it, being a veteran-laden club, that kind of makes sense. You've got older veterans up there. Um, 
And so you've got younger guys that when your veterans are 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 ready to hang it up, your younger guys are, are just about ready to graduate. Uh, you may have to have a bridge guy in position or two for a little while. And then the kind of the exception there is Joey Bart. Joey Bart, the catcher, um, he's in the top 100. 2018 first rounder out of Georgia Tech. And I feel like like he he struggled in 2020 when he came up after Buzzy, Buster Posey opted out. Didn't, you know, struggled a little bit. Spent the season at AAA last year. And I feel like he's now ready to be the guy in San Francisco. And offensively, the issue for him was he had a very prominent hole kind of at the inside part of the plate. Um, well, last year he hit 280 on pitches in that inner third. So he's kind of closed that. Uh, it's not anywhere near what he does on pitches from the outer third, but it's better. And so offensively, he's kind of closing the holes. I think he's going to be a power over hit guy. He's going to sacrifice a little bit of average, but he's going to hit some tanks, uh, which again, not doing player comps. It reminds me of the offensive profile of a Mike Zunino, a guy that, you know, is going to strike out a little bit, but is going to hit a bunch of bombs. Um, defensively, got much better. Uh, you know, especially when he came to receiving, only had six pass balls all year, caught a little over 30% of base dealers. So I feel like uh, he's just about ready to step up. And having that veteran-laden team in San Francisco is really going to help him with some of those some of those intangible stuff, the leadership qualities, the body language, things like that. But he's going to compete for the starting job on opening day. And I feel pretty confident he's probably going to, if not be the guy, he's going to be in a timeshare with the veteran and eventually be the guy. And then when you look at the other parts of this system, number one in the system is shortstop Marshall Luciano, 2018 uh, international guy out of the, the Dominican. And this is something where uh, he went straight to the rookie league in, like in Arizona. That's how they felt. That's how good they felt about him. He was in the alternate training site and then um, struggled a little, like was amazing at low A, struggled a little bit at high A. And then um, again, when he went to the AFL, so plenty of, plenty of refinement needed, but he's a guy that, that has raw power. I mean, double plus raw power. If you leave a, if you, if you hang a breaking ball, this kid's going to put it in the seats. Um, you know, can hit balls out of any part of the uh, any part of the park, any field. Now that being said, he's got he has work to do offensively. He 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 can chase out of the zone. You can get him to go after a slider down and away, things like that. So, you know, work to do there. But he can keep up with all kind of fastballs. Um, exit velos, ninety point one average exit wheel. If you'll remember, 95 is the definition of a hard hit ball. So he's hitting balls 90 miles an hour on the average. Uh, his max was 115 last year. So absolutely can crush a baseball if he gets it. Defensively, it's iffy whether or not he'll stay at short. If you remember, you've got Brandon Crawford at short. You've got Evan Longoria at third. So veterans in both places if you have to move him around. But uh, something where he he's got the arm strength, but it's kind of fundamentals. His internal clock doesn't quite sync with a with big league runners and it's something where he he can't often get his feet in the right position. So he's having to, he's trying to make up for it with the arm strength. And so he needs he's got the athleticism, he's got the ability, he just needs to get the fundamentals down as far as understanding how much time he has to make a throw, how much time he has to um you know to to get set in a proper position to get a runner out. So 
Uh, and then the thing there is, is um, he also kind of has average to below average speed. So I, I, he's probably going to end up being an average to above average defensive third baseman compared to an average at best shortstop. But either way, promising player. You're going to see him probably start off at high A this year. Uh, you would hope, ideally, he would finish the year by at least double A. You can kind of uh, see, you know, get him a little closer to the show, kind of see what he looks like. But then outside of that, you've got a couple of outfielders. You've got Luis Mateos, 2018 IFA. You've got Heliot Ramos, 2017 um, first rounder out of a high school in Puerto Rico. So I had to like make sure it's not, he was domestic draft, um, but still came from Latin America as far as, you know, as far as Puerto Rico. But both of these guys are, you know, they'll be, they'll be, Ramos will be at AAA this year. Um, Mateos will probably be high A and you want to see him move to double A rather quickly, but both of them have pretty high ceilings. I think both of them are going to be, especially since the Giants don't really have corners on outfielders, both these guys are going to be able to get to the show sometime soon. And then the Padres are a system that, the reason they're kind of there at 2021 is because they've graduated so many guys recently. They've sent, um, they've or they've traded. They've graduated or traded a bunch of talent. And so they need to acquire more guys. And they kind of really drop off after the top three or four. So um, catcher Luis Campusano, um, outfitter Robert Hassel, both of those guys are guys that that are are not necessarily um, there right away. Campusano has a little bit of um, he was arrested in 2020 on felony marijuana possessions. A little bit of maturing to do. Um, he's going to try to, you know, he's a 2017 high school guy, second round. He's going to try to force his way into the conversation this year. But uh, they do have Nola there through you know, Austin Nola there through 2025. So they can kind of slow play him a bit. Uh, Robert Hassel, he's going to probably start off at single A, wants to hit double A this year. Um, if he can unlock his homer potential, 15, 20 home runs, then uh, he's going to be a potential all-star. Uh, he, he's a plus hitter. He can cover the entire plate. Uh, he can hit well against lefties, which is not something you see a young lefty do a lot. But his power, he just needs to get his power into... Uh, game action, um, but pro- profiles as a leadoff guy, and and he's actually someone who who I feel really good about. He's he can play, he can be be a natural center fielder and stay at center field. Uh, it's just a question of how can he like can he get that? Can he can his ba- can his power match the confidence he has in himself? Um, the top guy in the system, obviously, C.J. Abrams. Uh, CJ Abrams deserves more than the two minutes I have to talk about him right now. So stick around next week. We're actually going to bring on um, Javier Reyes of Locked on Padres. And we're going to have a whole episode talking about CJ Abrams and um, the uh, the wrist surgery for Fernando Tatis and kind of what that outlook looks like and all of that. So stay tuned next week. I think it's going to be Wednesday's show. So stay tuned for that. But long story short, CJ Abrams looks great. Uh, I'm very excited to watch him in the big leagues, and it looks like we're probably going to get to do that this year. And in just a minute, I kind of want to recap some of last week's conversation about the Colorado Rockies and their farm system. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. It is that time of the year. College basketball's tournament is finally here. You are watching this on, if you are watching this on Friday, then the games are going on probably right now. 
Uh, the tournament starts Friday. It's like the lowest um, productivity of any day in the of, of, of the year, from what I understand, for businesses. So uh, if you're interested in the college basketball tournament, you can get odds, contests, player props, all that. BetOnline.net's your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And it remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And if you're not a big fan of basketball, that's fine. BetOnline's your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They've got hockey. They've got UFC. A lot of their baseball stuff is now out. You can look at futures. You can look at Cy Young and MVP odds, all that kind of stuff. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. And if you remember last Thursday's episode, we were talking uh, to Paul Holden with Locked on Rockies about the Colorado Rockies. I kind of have them 24, 25 or so in my system rankings. And really, it's just a lack of, you know, significant depth. They've got, so they've got Zach Veen, uh, top 25 prospect. He's number one in the system. And he's a guy that uh, was drafted 2021st right out of high school, but uh, didn't have a standard looking senior year of high school. And then obviously came in when there was no ball. So played last year, uh, had a great debut at low A. I mean, 400 at-bats, just about 301, 399, 501, 15 homers, 36 stolen bases. And that was with him starting slow. The first 120 at-bats, he didn't have a homer. So he hit 15 homers um, in 260 at-bats. So like after that, you know, looked even better. But it's something where he did that while playing both left and right field, had eight outfield assists in 95 games. Legitimately looks like he could be a five-tool player. Now, he's not perfect. Uh, he is like nothing but pull. He, nothing but pull right now. Uh, he can be really aggressive and kind of get out there and chase some pitches and stuff. And he needs to do some work to kind of shorten his swing and, and things like that. But uh, for a young left-handed hitter, he looks really good. Um, Foot speed, he's average to above average, but I think he's going to be a good, like you can see 36 stolen bases. I think he's going to be a good runner because he's so good at getting at getting those um, those big jumps. He's got long arms, long legs, he can, you know, big strides, uh, easier to reach. And if you remember from yesterday's show, bigger bases now. So that does help a little bit on a bang-bang play when, it's, when it comes to stolen bases. And so... He gets, he's got good reactions and reads and routes. And so I genuinely think he can be a guy, he can hit 15, 20 homers a year, steal 10, 15 bases, hit for a high average. If he makes all of the adjustments, he could be a 30 home run guy who hits for average, steals bases, and can be an all-star. I mean, I think he looks great. Michael Toglia, uh, 2019 first rounder out of UCLA, the first baseman. He's a guy that they brought Todd Helton to spring training this year, specifically to work with him. So they feel good about CJ Cron's there for two years. At the end of that contract, they feel like Toglia is going to be ready to come in and, and take over first base there for a long time. He'll have a partner across the diamond in Chris Bryant. It's a deal that makes absolutely no sense to me because you'd rather have Chris Bryant than Nolan Arenado and $50 million, but whatever. So uh, Michael Toglia is a guy that looks like, a, like he has the potential to be a cornerstone there for them for quite a while. And then kind of going after past that, you've got uh, catcher Drew Romo, 2020 first rounder out of high school. Again, not necessarily huge on prep catchers. I like college catchers, but defensively he looks good. Bats a little questionable. And 
he need he just needs the reps to be to like to develop his game calling better. I expect he's probably got he has the 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 qualities to be a Gold Glove defender. Uh, it's going to take probably three years to get him ready to get him to come to the show. But um, I'm excited to see what he does. We talked last week again with Paul. A lot of outfielders in this system. Can't say I love a ton of them. Benny Montgomery is the guy that um, amazing athleticism and the question, the kind of like plus plus speed, um, plus defender in center field. The question there is just going to be how can he do against higher level pitching? So a lot of questions. And really what this is, is a lot of the talents in the lower levels, the top is just kind of shallow. I mean, you like Veen, you like Drew Romo. I'm fine on Toglia, but it's one of those things where there's not a ton of high-level talent, and a lot of the guys have question marks. You know, when it comes to the F, and you look at a Ryan Vlad, like, defensively, where does he play? He's a below-average defender, only has an average arm, so you're kind of locking him into a corner. He he started trying to play first base to find a way to kind of improve his stock, if that tells you anything. Um, Brenton Doyle is a guy that could be a right fielder if he can um, if he can cut down 32% strikeouts in high A. I mean, a lot of questions in this system. So uh, the way that I kind of see this shaking out, Dodgers are obviously right now the top of the division, just given the free agency ad of Freddie Freeman, as well as the strength of the system. Giants are going to challenge them uh, simply based off of the strength of the veterans, but the Giants do have a step back at catcher going from Posey to, to Bart. Um the Padres, the the big league team is pretty much what it is. Mackenzie Gore is the big question mark there. Is he going to be able to help your pitching staff? And then obviously losing Tatis for a while is going to hurt. The Diamondbacks, again, I like their talent. A lot of that team is young. And so, and you know, that's a team where you look for the next few years for them to push into contention. And then the Rockies, we kind of got to figure out what's going to happen there. Um Monday is another mailbag. If you have questions, you can uh, send them to me. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email them, which a lot of folks have been doing recently. Locked On MLB Prospects at gmail.com. Y'all have a good weekend. Until we talk on Monday, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Mm-hmm.